You are Locked On Rockies, your daily Colorado Rockies podcast. Part of the Locked On Podcast Network, your team every day. Rock On Rockies fans, welcome into the Locked On Rockies podcast for today, the ninth day of December as we continue to keep rolling on through the holiday season. I did some holiday shopping yesterday and I still feel like I'm pretty far behind and I have so much more to do. But and I feel like I haven't been able to enjoy myself enough, do enough holiday stuff. But I had some fun with some friends yesterday, so maybe that's my official kickoff of celebrating. And maybe I'll watch a Christmas movie tonight or something. But <laughs> enough of my plans uh, for holiday stuff. want to thank you for making Locked On Rockies your first listen of the day. We greatly, greatly appreciate it. The support this offseason so far has been wonderful. It's been super, super great, and uh, I thank you all for uh, the opportunity to, to do so and for the opportunity to uh, keep bringing you Daily Rockies Talk. On today's episode of the Locked on Rockies podcast, we are finishing up our conversation with Patrick Lyons. We are assessing uh, the shortstop situation if Trevor Story doesn't return. A little bit of wrap up on uh, what's next for the Rockies in the offseason after a really, really great conversation uh, with Patrick Lyons of DNVR Rockies. You can follow him at, at Patrick D. Lyons and DNVR underscore Rockies there on the Twitter if you want some more Rockies content from there. But that's what our show is going to be today. Uh, more of that. And then uh, tomorrow we are doing another crossover. We are doing uh, some more chatting. We are heading to Texas and we are crossing over with Locked On Rangers to get a look inside the John Gray deal and what that means for the Rangers, what this means for the Rockies, and so on and so forth. Bryce, always a great, great guest and a great uh, person to talk to. So going to be a great pod for you tomorrow. All guests basically this week. So super, super cool. Okay, let's dive into the rest of our crossover with DNVR Rockies and Patrick Lyons right now. If Trevor Story doesn't come back, which it seems like that may be a long shot, of course, have you thought about what you'd want to do at shortstop? Do you just want to turn the keys over to an Alan Trejo? Do you want to, I don't want to say force Rogers over to shortstop, but kind of have him now learn that position new? Do you want a cheap option? Are you going to try to go the trade route? What what have you thought? Because I think there's really a, a, a lot of possibilities Maybe not as exciting as Trevor Story, none as exciting as Trevor Story, but have you considered, you know, the, some of the free agents that are out there with Jose Iglesias, Angelton Simmons, to name a couple? What what have what has been your take on on this offseason and what the Rockies, who should they have out there on opening day at shortstop? I did a whole episode about uh, about this, and and I'd like to be firm with it. Ryan McMahon should be the third baseman and Brendan Rodgers should be the second baseman. I really don't think you mess with that. I think Brendan Rodgers is going to be with, with all the stuff that we've dealt with Brendan Rodgers in his health, please play second base, stay at second base and be elite there because I really think he's going to, he, when you ask the, the, the top Rockies that I'm excited to watch in 2022, uh, the, the one, two is, uh, is Brendan Rodgers and Connor Joe easily my most. And, and I'd like to see Austin Gomber on the three. I want a full, season of Austin Gomber because I've been kind of critical of, of Gomber unfairly. I feel like a little bit because of how he came to the Rockies. Um, but the health stuff does worry me and he was traded for Nolan. There's a pretty big deal, but Brendan Rogers is, is easily one of the most exciting Rockies players to watch. And he was great at second base. Please stay there. Ryan McMahon should have been the gold glove winner at third base. We're now going to have to deal with what everyone else was probably saying about Nolan for all these years. Uh, <laughs> Ryan McMahon was an elite third baseman. 
uh, again, I'm fine with a, a small fill thing because if you're going to go with Rockies top prospects, you know, again, we do have um, Tovar is possible. Uh, I, I, is that, am I getting his name right? Is it Tovar? Yeah, Ezekiel Tovar. Yeah. He, yeah. he topped out at high A Spokane last season. So you got to think, yeah, he'll probably be, you know, two steps away or a step away uh, at double A Hartford next year. Maybe, maybe he sees some time in Albuquerque. Could, yeah. could be a possibility. Same thing, like I said, with the outfield. Give me two more years. Give me someone that can give me two more years. If it's Alan Trejo, fine. I mean, if you're not – I think as Rockies fans, you just have to understand, if it's not Trevor Story, it's probably going to be a considerable step backwards. And just in terms of wins above replacement and, and, and all that stuff. I mean, again, it's been elite shortstop play in Colorado for a long, long time. So you're for me, if you're not going to – if you're not serious about bringing Trevor story back, which, which, you know, Heyman has said that to much to the chagrin of a lot of other people that the Rockies are talking to Trevor story, but then you hear some beat reporters say that they haven't talked is it's who knows with that. So fill in the gaps and, and see, because if I'm not, if I'm not mistaken, the whole idea behind uh, Tovar was to be Trevor story's replacement. That was kind of the mindset of, of having him in the system. Patrick, before we continue, I got to tell you about the place that has you covered all season with more props, odds, and lines than ever before. As the football season continues to march to the playoffs, you got ahead to Bet Online. Bet Online remains your number one spot for all the sports action this season. Head to the new updated desktop or mobile website to sign up today and receive your 50% welcome bonus on your first deposit. All you got to do, use the promo code locked on, and that's a 50% welcome bonus on your first deposit, folks. 50%. That's you, the promo code locked on at Bet Online. From basketball, football, NHL, boxing, and UFC, right to your favorite Vegas casino games. Don't wait to take advantage of all the amazing offers available for the 2021 season. Bet Online is the fastest and easiest way to bet on all your favorite sports. Bet Online, where the game starts. Also, got to tell you about Stance. Stance, I mean, they are the place for apparel. I've had some pairs of Stance socks for the longest of long time, and they're my favorite socks. I I got these socks so long ago, uh, I think I hadn't even gone to college yet, and I'm still wearing them. They're still together. They're still uh, the, the graphic. I have Larry Bird taking a jump shot, and uh, they are perfect. They are such a great, great gift for the holiday season and such a great quality uh, apparel. And, and it's not just socks. And they, this was a radical reinvention of, of socks here from Stance. I've been hearing a lot more about Stance because they just launched the new line of active apparel. Plus, like I was telling you, holiday gift giving time. Founded in 2009, Stance Apparel represents a radical reinvention of socks, underwear, and active apparel. With a sharp focus on comfort, quality, and creativity, Stance brings an atypical aesthetic alongside some of pop culture's hottest collaborators for the ultimate in style and self-expression. That They have such cool i'm a big wu-tang clan fan batman those are some of my favorites and of course the sports socks what i love about them is they are uh, not only very comfortable but like i was telling you high quality socks that are going to last a long long time i know multiple people that have stance socks and active apparel so go check it out Go check out Stance.com, and Stance believes that the perfect fit matters more than fitting in. That those who feel good, do good. Go see yourself. 
go see for yourself, I should say. Register for an account at stance.com and get 15% off your first purchase. Use promo code locked on at checkout to apply. Enjoy the color and comfort of a life less ordinary with stance. That's stance.com, the promo code locked on and get 15% off your first purchase. Yeah, they, I think if you can go ahead and add the big bats to the outfield or right. a bat to the outfield and you figure something else out to help the middle of the lineup, then you're going to be okay with seeing Alan Trejo at shortstop. And hey, you know, everyone was probably a little surprised when the Tulowitzki era was over and then Trevor Story stepped in and oh my gosh, I don't think that's going to be the same thing with Alan Trejo next year if they turn the keys over to him. But I think you might be pleasantly surprised what kind of production you get out of that. Now, I, I want to get your take on the CBA, the collective bargaining agreement right now. We're in the middle of a, of a lockout. There's been a lot of proposals on both sides at the bargaining table. Has anything stood out as a you know, quote unquote good idea so far in, in these conversations and what you'd like to see in that next CBA for the, the betterment of the game? Yeah, I mean, here's the deal. I'm very much a players guy. I, I I see the argument of millionaires versus billionaires, but the bill it's billionaires. That's kind of my big thing. Um, I want the DH. Please, please give the universal DH. Except, be major league. Rob Manford has to come out and say, "Sorry, Armand Marquez, you were robbed of the final silver slugger because you were deserving of that." I, I think the DH is is going to be better for baseball uh, just because it's it's. For people who don't watch National League Baseball a lot, pitchers, it just doesn't seem all that safe sometimes. Just the approach that some pitchers take to batting just is not good for the game, I think, whatsoever. I mean, I understand that purity aspect. Um, that's one thing I'm looking for. The other thing, too, is I'm not against players being able to get to free agency earlier. I think the eight years is a long, long time. Um, and, and there's so many things that can happen and so many things. I, I think giving some players a little bit more control of where they end up is because I, I, I think that would incentivize owners and, and, and organizations to invest in their players a little bit more. If they're confident in this player, put the money behind them and, and support them. And really what I'd love to see, what I what I really, really do want to see. I'd love to see a complete overhaul about uh, for the quality of life of minor league baseball players. I, I really think that this should be something that's in the CBA that that teams are responsible for making sure that I know the housing thing happened, but come on at the same time, I, I really feel like those players should be included in these conversations as well, because of how important they are to the future of the game, how important they are to so many communities across, uh, across the United States and, and just how important they are to the game. Uh, let me see if any um, other things that might be interesting. I, I really do think that there should be an incentive for smaller market teams or, or something that would be nice of a minimum base for, for teams to, to pay for their players. But it is kind of tough because signing free agents, everyone is going to want to go to these big markets. But what's frustrating for me as a Rockies fan is I just want my owner's mindset to change where it's like the Rockies aren't small market anymore. And they're a top team, 10, 10 team in attendance yet. They haven't signed a free agent contract in multiple years. Uh, that that's weird to me. That's what's frustrating where it's just like, no, you can spend the money. You're just choosing not to, but how do you incentivize that? How do you, how do you do that? There's, I I'm so much, not a biz. I'm so much of a fan and, and I'm, and I'm getting more into the coverage of team and I, and I'm pretty honest and upfront about that. I, I think I have a critical eye for the team, but there's a lot of businessy stuff that maybe I don't fully understand. I just know how much money people that own baseball teams have to have to own baseball teams. 
and to use that money to to make your team better i really don't think should be as much of pulling teeth like it seems like for some of these these owners in some of these teams but I can see why some people might be like, but it's so much money. They're they're millionaire players. They're also the best in the world at what they do. So they deserve to be paid as, yeah. as such. Yeah. The billionaire, if you're a billionaire versus a millionaire, you have 100 times the amount of money. <laughs> yeah. That's the difference. Yes. We're, we're not talking about a quadrillion and a quintillion where we can't even really <laughs> imagine uh, how much something like that is. We, we know how much a million or millions are and, how much billions are. And so when you look at the, the value of the average player, uh, contracts going down about 6% in the last couple of years. And yet, even during a pandemic, you've got franchise values continuing to go up. Right. And the players don't see any of that. And so that's a great investment for the teams. And, you know, and I, the players will never get their hands on that money. And that's fine. That's the risk that the owners are taking. But I think you know, as you've been saying, like that business side, you, you, the players need to understand it a little bit more so, because I think in the last CBA negotiation in 2016, they gave up a couple things, maybe not realizing with the soft salary cap and for those creature comforts. And I think they're now realizing like, wait a minute that yeah, I'm more comfortable now, but I ended up giving up a lot more money or leaving more money on the table that really wasn't worth those creature comforts that maybe I should have been receiving all along. It's similar to what you said about the minor league players where, you know, unfortunately there's, there's to my knowledge, no real way that they can, can have their rights represented in the CBA, right? Cause they're not on a 40 man roster. They're not a part of that union, but the, the players, they, they have to give up some rights uh, to get something and it, and it shouldn't be that way, right? They, they need to have proper food. They need to be bus properly or if it's if it's too far away the next location to fly the housing thing as you mentioned is super important so you know there's a trade and there's a reason that they're billionaires is because they realize hey I'll all right I'm putting up a big fight but fine I'll give you this little nugget but really they're doing that because they know they're going to get a boulder in return yeah there's no revenue with no players yeah. so why shouldn't the people that are bringing the revenue in to, to to make that money i i'm, I'm sorry it's just again I, if you own a baseball team you're not hurting <laughs> and if you were in a situation where your fortune was was going to be in trouble you're probably selling that team or and have a lot of other things that are that are bigger issues but for fans of or, or people that are in colorado i mean you go to a high ballpark experience you know it's great course field is one of the best places to watch a baseball game in all of the country hands down but you're gonna pay for it <laughs> you know i mean the the ballpark experience is it's still expensive and it, you know if you're gonna spend all that money and go to that experience and spend your time it should be worthwhile watching it on the field and and worthwhile that the, you know that you're going to support a team that's investing in a, in a good product on the field for, for you the fan and on top of that players are giving their bodies to you they people pitchers are literally having to have their tendons fused together in their elbow so they can come back and pitch for you uh and and you pay them a lot of money to do that sure but again that's their the you can be paid a lot of money but your body is everything and right now those players that have gone under the knife to fuse those tendons if you're on a 40-man roster you are not able to get that physical therapy from your team during this lockout this quote-unquote defensive lockout according the language to of that letter that honestly <laughs> like i 
Uh-oh, oh, Paul. Man. Uh-oh. You're about to go off here. Uh, it, Look, it, how, how about this? For, for a final topic, final quick little talking point for the DNVR Rockies, Lockdown Rockies, crossover, postseason going from 10 to 12 or 14. Players are thinking 12. Owners want 14. What were your thoughts on that one? I, you know what? Expand. I'm I'm fine with expanded rosters. I I think if if you get to the postseason, you should be able to use the tools that what your team is created at them. You have a trade deadline. You have all those other deadlines. If you have a, a a young guy that can come up and do something, or if you have an interesting X factor that you want to insert into your lineup, I think there should be. I, I like that twelve. I like that. I like I like some form of 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 uh, of an increase there, but. Uh, you know, it's that's an interesting one. It's there, there's so many of those small details about the game that uh, that go into these the, these negotiations. That, that's stuff like that is exactly why this is going to take so much longer. There's obviously the big money is involved, but there's going to be a lot of those minute details that are going to be there. But for me, I'm I'm fine with big rosters at the end of the year and in the postseason because that's your team. That's that is your roster, and I think you should be able to to build it in in, in the way that you best uh, think that'll give you an opportunity to win. Paul, I think I think it's fair to say this was this crossover was a smashing success. What do you think? I think so too. I, I, I'm pretty sure we could probably <laughs> keep going at this point, but uh, I'll get off the I'll get off the soap uh, the, the soapbox here. But thanks so much for having me on, Patrick. This was great. Yeah, and, and vice versa. Thanks for having me on your show <laughs> as well. Make sure you're following us on Twitter at dnvr underscore rockies and myself at patrick d lions. Patrick, I want to thank you so much for your time. I want to thank you for your insight into the Rockies. Great, great conversation there. For a recap on all three parts, if you wanted to go back, if you want to check out this whole pod, uh, this whole crossover in full, uh, it's available over on the DNVR podcast feed. You can go check it out, and uh, you can listen to the whole thing uh, there with with, with the one conversation if you're looking for the one shot. But basically what Patrick and I discussed over the course of these three episodes here uh, with the Locked On Rockies feed is – the approach to the Rockies to the offseason, what they need to do, what we are looking for the Rockies to do in the offseason, why this was the plan for certain players and, and the situations the Rockies have now found themselves in this offseason, and how are we going to feel confident in these moves and what should be the moves to move the Rockies forward. This is a team that says that they are still comp- uh, competing. They want to compete. They don't want to embrace the rebuild. So now what are they going to do? They've lost two big pieces. Well, they've only lost one officially. I, I guess Trevor Story, the, the possibility is still there. We can't completely rule out Trevor Story returning to the Rockies until he officially signs somewhere else. Uh, but, uh, yeah, we also talk about, uh, you know, the impact that John Gray's departure will have on the rotation. My approach or my thoughts on uh, Trevor Story or Chris Bryant. Lots of great conversation there to uh, check out. But, folks, that is going to do it for today's episode of the Locked on Rockies podcast. We thank you so much for your time, for hanging out with us here. We're going to have another great episode for you tomorrow. Should be the return going back to YouTube as well. Fingers crossed. These crossover sometimes uh, with the videos. It makes it a little bit uh, more difficult to get to the YouTube. But the audio is always going to be there. And uh, we'll be bringing you daily Rockies talk because that's what we do here on the Locked on Rockies podcast. And we thank you for making us your first listen of the day. And uh, go check out Locked on Bet for your second listen of the day and make some money folks i'm paul holden you can follow us at lo rockies you can follow me at paul holden 33 you can follow us on youtube or subscribe i should say uh, locked on rockies there on youtube and until next time i'm paul holden signing off